0: We leave the frozen Northlands and move on to JRPG territory. It's a dangerous territory for you, Rob. Uh, I, I, like, who, who, is that, who is that supposed to be? I don't know. Like I, I, I was doing this thing. Generic,
1: in fun- wizened old man. Yes, generic wizened old man. Wizened? Did I say wizened? Wizened? <laughs> oh no! You should cut that. I sound stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Two episode of uh, Random Encounter, the RPG Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Styman, Pale Robbie on the Boards. I think we're on episode 35. Yeah, that's what we're going to go with. Uh, joining me today, we have uh, Steven Dark Souls Myrink. Uh, you, you, you said something really specific, so I couldn't say something funny like, I'm not a drug dealer, I'm a prostitute. <laughs> i'm taylor's already boards. off to a great start right now you can you, you guys can just imagine what the pre-show warm-up was all about uh, we also have the master of many titles uh, this is john mccarroll i'm gonna go with vice editor-in-chief vice editor chief. that just sounds dirty grand viceroy <laughs> <laughs> oh no all right kim can you help us out here a little bit
2: yeah Kim kimberly wallace uh, managing editor K star on the boards
0: and
1: then the man who hates Dark Souls. I don't hate it. I just suck at it, apparently. <laughs> I don't. I didn't know where I was going. I'm Derek Hemsbrigan. I'm supposed to do news, but I don't. So instead, I do soundtrack reviews. All
0: right. All right. So I'm uh, going to talk about some games today as uh, we get ready for more big releases in November. Apparently, there's some big RPG coming out. Sky something or other. Dark so Souls. we'll talk about that. Oblivion yeah. 2. Oblivion 2. <laughs> we'll talk about that next time. But uh, for right now, we're going to finish up our Dark Souls discussion. It's awesome. No. Oh, my God. Make it short. What? What? (laughs) I said, oh, my God, make it short. And I was trying to make that as whiny as possible. Oh, okay. In terms of Dark Souls. Yeah. Dark Souls is awesome, isn't it, Steven? Yes, it is. And it's not short. Overkill. (laughs) Well, no, we were talking and like uh, Steven hadn't played it that much. I I saw him playing a lot of Dead Island. And then apparently at some point this week, like Dark Souls just took over his life every time I turn on my PS3. I see Steven's online. And he's playing Dark Souls. I am. And I'm kicking ass with pyromancy. All right. You guys spent an entire
3: podcast on this. Ah, John, you need and to play an it. entire other podcast on this. John, You need to play it.
0: So, John, like, how is uh, War in the North? Good. <laughs> I <laughs> enjoyed it. OK, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> No, um, so
3: Lord of the Rings War in the North, developed by Snowblind, which are the guys who created uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, Champions of Norath, Justice League Heroes, and all the games that ran on that engine. So even though they didn't develop it in Fallout, uh, Brotherhood of Steel, which was awful, and yes. all those other types of games. So essentially you are, um, you are not Frodo, and you are not Aragorn. And you are not uh legolas okay, and you or are a
0: hobbit a human and a dwarf <laughs> legolas. No,
3: you, you actually do not play as a hobbit at all
0: oh oh that's good What's why the they gotta discriminate because they overuse hobbits you play as a hobbit in everything that is lord of the rings related and is not this I... <sighs> There there are no hobbit stealth sections. Which oh, okay, that's is, fair. It, it's just a good thing. Yeah, I remember playing D and D with my buddies and I always played as like a halfling rogue and it, I was, you know, always kicking ass and having a good time until I got into combat and then just one enemy would paste me right away. So maybe that's a good thing that there isn't no a hobbit section. Okay, continue. So I mean you
3: are um
0: you're fighting up in the
3: north, so there there was actually a nice shocker. Really? <laughs> really? <What? laughs> oh. For, for, for those of you who are not up and up on the Lord of the Rings lore, uh, pretty much the entire uh, entirety of the movies and the books take place in the southern part of this world. Um, but this is not a one-front war. It's a two-front war um you have this guy named Agendower who's a wizard that got taught by Saron dot, dot 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 he's a pretty generic enemy i, I will, i'll be 100% honest there um if you're looking to play this because you imagine that that snowblind has created an amazing story within lord of the rings canon um sorry
0: well is this working outside of canon like i mean, it's been a long time since i read those books but it like so all, all the characters and the the enemy that had
3: you know Agendower
0: they are brand new to this game. Okay. Okay. So it isn't like there was a part that Tolkien just never told, like you know, another yeah, trilogy that probably. Yeah,
3: uh, you're make. you're not looking at anything from the Silmarillion or any of those other books that that came out of Tolkien's lore that you know his son had published from his work from his notes and everything. There's none of that. Um, this is built from the ground up by Snowblind.
0: Cool. Cool. So I have a question: Is it does it play like? It didn't look like, when you said Hack and Slash, is it play more like uh, like the Two Towers and the Return of the King games, or is it more like like the Loot Fests, like the Dungeon Hacks, like the uh, you know, so, Shabby's and norath and all?
3: I, I would actually put it somewhere between those two. Um, if you've played uh, Hunted, which I was not a big fan of Hunted. No, 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 no. It, Hunted, you get, uh, you get the combination of Hack and Slash and Melee. Um, Lord of the Rings War in the North is not as Gears of War esque as as Hunted was. Okay. Hunted was pretty much let's take Gears of War and let's put fantasy characters in it. It's okay, let let's go closer to you know, the it's like a mixture between, you know, the old EA games and Snowblind's old games, but it also adds range combat. You know, you you can hold left trigger and it's like you're playing a first person shooter when you're firing your arrows. And it, it's It's an interesting mix of all of these elements. It's got that loot fest stuff. It's got the combat that's more hack and slashy, more visceral with, you know, uh, that you would see in the uh, the old EA titles. And then it has a little bit of that ranged combat that's that a first-person shooter fan will be able to get into. And what's nice is if you want to play the entire game using the ranged combat because you're a fan of shooters, you can do that. If you want to play the entire game doing melee attacks and you barely want to shoot anyone at all, you can do that. It's It's got a very nice mixture. So there's going to be a little bit of something for everyone here. And I now- think... Oh it,
0: It's four-player co-op, right? Three-player co-op. Three-player co-op. Co-op. Okay, so you have an orf, uh, a, an orf. Oh my god! An orf, an orf, a dwarf, a human, and an elf, right? Yes. Okay, a d o r f. A dwarf. Dwarf. D o r f. You
3: have Farron the dwarf, who is actually I spent the great majority of my uh, game playing as. Okay. Okay. Um, so I mean, pretty much they they are your three major classes. You got a guy who is elf-like. Or the, the the female elf is your wizard. The uh, ranger is kind of your rogue style. He got she has some stealth abilities. He does more damage. And Farron
0: is your tank. He wields shields and an axe. So now building this game around multiplayer, does it have any kind or of like? Axe. So building this game over um, multiplayer components, it, it, does it have like end game content? Does it have you know? New Game Plus or anything like that? Like, what keeps you coming back to play this time and time
3: again? Okay, so, Rob, Rob, you and I have very different views on what a hack-and-slash game should be. Ah, yes. I'm I'm entirely happy playing through a game once and being done with a loot fest. And you can do that in Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, when you are done, it starts the game over and makes it more difficult like Diablo. Yay! Um, I will be 100% honest. I beat Lord of the Rings. I said, you know what? I've played this for 15 or 20 hours. I did it over the course of, you know, three or four days to get this review done. I have no interest in playing it again right now.
0: Well, no, I, th- I think that that's one thing that more and more games are doing. I mean, uh, it's not an RPG, but like Arkham City has a new game plus built into it. Uh, Dark Souls can go on as much as you want, just like Demon Souls. And I'm, I'm just always interested to see, because uh, Kim was talking in the pre-show warm-up about how it's always good to have that one like comfort food game, like a game that you really love and you can keep coming back to and keep playing it. and You, you don't have have to start the whole thing over it's like you kind of just pick up where you left off and i'm always looking for that in games right now and uh, i'm always interested to see what they do in terms of end game com- content you know yeah so i pretty Actually, much I've, uh, I've been playing a really good game lately called dark souls that's like that oh really how is that game it's, it's pretty good you know what i'm
3: going to i'm going to murder both of you <laughs> but you, you get this, you, so you start over, there are also challenge maps in the game where you can go in and you can, you know, it's essentially waves after waves of enemies if you want to level up, which I never, the game was incredibly well balanced. I went through the story and I only got a game over screen once, and it was not because I died, it was because I, it was a, a defend the door sequence and I let the door get crushed. So it's really well-balanced, and that's not to say that my character never fell, because there are always three characters going around. If one character gets hit to zero health, he falls down on the ground, and there's a limited amount of time for one of the other characters to go and revive him. Yeah, very shooter mechanic-like.
0: Yeah. Public revive?
3: And it worked really well, and this is actually one of the things that I want to compliment uh, Lord of the Rings War in the North on. The AI is very intelligent. And that's... That's a huge shocker for most of these beat-em-up RPGs, because I'm used to my allies going over and fighting the wall, whereas my enemies were... I could leave my allies to fight enemies over on one side of the screen, and I could fight the others, and I could be confident in their ability to stay alive and defeat their enemies.
0: And that does not happen every day. Like, I was playing a little bit of Dead Rising 2 the other day, and I had to shut it off when, like, my one escort mission character just ran into a pile of zombies and got eaten i was like really i was actually like playing you... Rising
3: 2* the other day as well
0: oh god like... that's weird which we sh- maybe we should play together john
3: you have it on ps3 i have it on 360 wow way to just ruin my dreams
0: yeah, i know i like how you quantified the zombies as pile it was a pile of zombies <laughs> If, no, if you I have... will
2: give War in the North credit, because I was playing it before the podcast today, and I died a couple of times, but the AI revived me, like, instantly, and so many games, if you die, you're kind of SOL, because the AI doesn't really get to you fast enough or stuff, so. Well, how do, they, really
0: how do they handle the um, the AI when it comes to enemies, because, like, Left for Dead sometimes the AI would be way too smart when it came to enemies. Like, it was almost a benefit to have an AI partner because they could, you know, shoot a hunter out of the sky it's, and, like, with one shot.
3: What What's nice is that the game is, at its core, an RPG. It's not like, oh, you headshot that orc, he's dead. You can headshot an orc with your weapon, or you can get a critical hit, but it's still not going to kill an enemy. You're never going to kill an enemy in one hit. Not even when you're at the end of the game and you're fighting gobble. Well, Sometimes, if you get a good critical, but... Even towards the end of the game, it'll take two hits to kill a goblin. It'll take a couple of hits to kill an orc. It'll take several hits to kill an uruk high, and it'll take a couple of minutes to kill a troll. A couple of minutes? Not a couple of minutes, but you you get the idea. He's got whale on him a little bit. Well, but what's nice is that you get a lot of hack and slash RPGs where it's like, okay, you have regular attacks and you have special abilities and that's it. Lord of the Rings War in the North has what's called hero mode, where you beat on a guy with normal attacks for a certain amount of time. He gets this little crown above his head and you hit your heavy attack button and it will do some kind of critical strike that does more damage. That's only part of it, though. When you're in there, it starts a chain like a combo chain. And the more you hit something, the more experience you get. Oh, okay. So cool. if you get hit while you're in a combo chain, you'll lose that, and you'll have to do a critical again. But as long as you continue to beat up enemies after you've gotten one critical, you'll keep going, you get more crowns, you beat them up more. You know, there were points where I was getting, you know, the, you know, I. it says 20x, 30x, 40x, 50x. That's not the actual modifier. Hmm. But it was nice to get, you know, four times or five times experience at the end of a chain.
0: You Were you playing this on 360 or... Uh... PC, I, was, PS3.
3: I was playing it on 360. Um, okay. It is available on all three platforms. Um, we actually had one of our readers on the boards mention that the PC keyboard controls were not that great. Does not surprise me. Um, this really does seem like it's a game that was built from the ground up for
0: consoles. Well, as long as you can use like a PlayStation Three uh, controller or a PS Three, uh, PS Three controller or a PS Three controller, as long as you can PS3 use a controller, controller. or a PS Three controller. How is Dark Souls if uh, you can use some kind of controller? I guess and, that you know. What?
3: I'm absolutely sure that you can. I mean, Snowblind has been at its core a a console developer in their history. Yeah. So it does not surprise me.
0: Um, I'm actually, I actually kind of want to try this because, like, I didn't know anything. I didn't even know it was an RPG. Like, I just knew that we were covering it and that for some reason I kept confusing it with the Battle of Middle-Earth games, and I thought it was, like, a new one of those. But uh, those their old hack-and-slash games were a lot of fun. Like, I played Champions of Norath like crazy. Yeah. Did they, um, uh, it, This is kind of a loot question. Uh, I guess one of the things that really turned me off to Dead Island was when I was watching all the previews and you had people picking up, like, electrified sticks and stuff. Does Does the game kind of have that, like weird mentality when it comes to loot
3: no okay um it's pretty like there are obvious classes of weapons there are swords there are staffs there are axes there are hammers there are whatever um the better weapons in the game though tend to be unique okay um there are a couple of points in the game where you can do a quest to put an enchantment on a weapon and that this is like once or twice um and that will improve any weapon of your choice but there was one point where i got this great two-handed sword but it was a it, it was technically unique supposed to be it's is not sildr's bane that's the name of the ring um i, I forget what the name of it was um Underhill. what underil i don't Pro- know probably not I don't know, but it was somebody's bane because I don't know they don't like that sword because it killed them or whatever.
0: Did John just out himself as a little bit of a Lord of the Rings nerd because you kind of knew some lore right there? I a, said Andoril and he didn't even know what it was. I no, I, I really am not a
3: big. I've, I've read the books, I've watched the movies. I don't Over, know much more beyond overrated.
0: that. Overrated.
3: Sorry, <laughs> but Isildur's bane I know is the name of the ring.
0: Okay, okay. But That's uh, interesting. Can you get the ring? No. That'd be awesome. awesome. (laughs) You can get get, like instant crits every time with the ring. I want to play a game
3: where I can kill Frodo and take the ring. (laughs) That's actually one thing I want to touch on is um, this game does a very good job at staying away for the most part from the core characters. Um, You meet Frodo once and that's when you're in Rivendell at the same time that he is. And he's about to go on his quest for the great majority of the game. You're dealing with characters that are unique to this game. And that's why it's kind of functional um, if anyone played 2004's uh, Lord of the Rings, The Third Age, The Third Age was really like you know what? There's this group of kind of half assed heroes that are chasing around the uh, Fellowship. And hey, do you remember when when Gandalf fought the Balrog? Well, these guys were here too. None of that happens.
0: Yeah, wasn't that the final – it was like a Final Fantasy X
3: Lord yes. of the Rings game? Yes, they literally took just about every element of Final Fantasy X and dropped in Lord of the Rings elements and went with it.
0: I thought that was a joke. Like in an old EGM, they had like the Lord of the Rings kart racing game as their big April Fool's. I thought that was the April Fool's joke. I was like, oh, no one's going to be that dumb to make something. Really? Well,
3: it, it it was produced by Steve Gray, who was who actually used to work for Square. He was the producer on uh, the first Parasite Eve game. Oh, wow. Interesting. Wow.
0: So the he went from you making know. something really original to ripping off Final
3: Well, to <laughs> be fair, he was the American producer on the game. So he was working with the dev studio in Honolulu, whereas like, it was actually developed in Japan.
0: See, see, we're talking about JRPGs. Everybody calm down. Metal Gear Solid. Uh, <laughs> no. But I, I have to
3: say, you know, Lord of the Rings War in the North is far from the best game that I've ever played. I've never said, you know, I I'm, I like hack and slashes when they're fun, but they're not my favorite. Even for people like Rob, who love hack and slash games, this is not going to be their favorite. But it's still 15 to 20 hours for a single playthrough that's good, solid fun. I mean, there's loot there, there's, you know, skill-ups. The combat is fun. There are some bugs graphically. There are points where I couldn't hit enemies until one of my allies hit them for whatever reason. And there were little lots of little, little tiny bugs, but nothing that greatly
0: affected my gameplay. Cool, cool. So you recommend it for people that are looking for a good hack-and-slash?
3: Yeah, if you like hack-and-slash games and you want to play one, you know, it, it's... When we're recording this, it's another week until Skyrim is out. You know what?
0: <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> all right, but but in all seriousness, uh, would you take this over Dead Island?
3: Yeah, I, I would. You know what? Here's the thing. there's a, There's a great deal more content in Dead Island, but I enjoyed actually fighting things more in Lord of the Rings.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did you see that they uh i don't know if it's in news but they they dead World. yeah dead world, yes, I saw that Oh well, i mean i i think they let's see well, what he, they do you know what they dead
3: island sold over a million copies you yeah, know on it, a trailer <laughs> it it did incredibly well for for uh you know deep silver and for uh techland, so you know what more power to them if they actually can make a game that is less buggy and you know and they they put in the right elements you know what dead island really had the core of of it could have been good
0: i just really i just really hope that the studio that made that cg film got at least 33 percent of the profits (laughs) seriously because nobody was caring about that game until that trailer came out and that that shows the the amazing marketing that a game can have and you know um I know, I know we're going to say it in news, and I, I'm not just saying it because I, I really like the game. But like the fact that Dark Souls sold 1.5 million. No, 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 shut, 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 shut. It's <laughs> one. <laughs> it sold 1.5 million. That was actually really good. It I sold... <laughs> enjoyed her liver with a nice Chianti on a side of fava beans. <laughs> It sold 1.5 million units without, you know, a big commercial campaign, without a big, you know, trailer to go with it, and I, I think that's really impressive. But like Dead Island, that trailer got everybody talking; it got everybody interested. And again, I hope that studio got a lot of money for that, and they can fund another project and maybe fix some bugs.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's gonna I, talk? I, yeah. I'll, I'll start it. Right, I'm just going to come out with a bold statement, and we'll start from there. Tides of Destiny just might be my biggest disappointment this year. Ooh, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I really liked Rune Factory 3, and I'm a huge fan of Rune Factory Frontier, and we haven't had a console Rune Factory since Frontier, because that was the first time they went there. And I thought it was going to be better than Frontier. And, you know, the problem with Tides of Destiny, it had excellent ideas, like You know, the farming, having different islands for each season so you can grow crops year-round. Having the giant, you know, giant battles, but giant battles are really not as fun as you would think they would be. Um, Dungeons, you know, pretty generic, but that's always kind of been there, but I don't know. And the combat, I hate the combat, and that's like half of the game. And I keep saying every year when I review the Rune Factory series is that they've got to improve the combat. And while it's, people say it's smoother this time around, there's so many bugs with it that I have a hard time playing it. I don't know about, I know Derek, I was telling Derek that I have loved the cast, every Rune Factory game, because there's always this quirk to them. And this cast just seems very weak. They're not awful. It's not the worst, but it's definitely not kind of, the last two games in the series were better than it, so I think yeah. with me, I always want games to improve on what they did before. And everything in Tides just seems like a step back.
1: Oh, a lot of it just seems so flat. Like the cast, especially they—they they always try to have characters that are really eccentric, and uh, like you're looking for your marriage candidates, and you want them to be really. You're you're choosing them because each one is like a super extreme personality, and you either love them or hate them. But everybody in this game is just like bland or their quirks are uninteresting like and with the marriage candidates especially there's so many choices for the male character and almost none for the female and uh
2: well let's get on to the female so they advertise this as the first time you can play as a female character and i mean they weren't they let it be known that you were going to have to figure out why they were sharing a body before you could play as her. So essentially you can't even play with as her till you finish the main storyline, which I am 50 hours in the game and I'm not done with the main storyline now. So do you get where it's kind of disappointing um, beyond that? Sonja is one of the most annoying characters I have dealt with. She she's only, so
1: bad. She's she terrible. almost
2: hits on, we all know that I'm not a big fan of Saki from Artanelico 3. She's almost on that level because Ooh. they took her and just made her super annoying. Like every time you're trying <laughs> to you walk into the store, are you going to buy something if you're staying up late? Mm, you better what a get nice to aroma. Bed. Like She's your freaking mother. Like it's so annoying. <laughs>
1: It's she already is, six. She is kind of a B. I you can't. You B are about to get effed in the B. She's
2: like that act. <laughs> she's like that nag that just doesn't want. to What the hell be like was
3: egg. that? That was <laughs> a line from uh,
1: Scott Pilgrim. Scott uh, Pilgrim. Yeah. Uh, okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's I terrible
1: and annoying play? and airheaded and. So yeah.
0: can I? Uh, with um, this particular game, is this one? Um, Because I played the very... I can't even remember which one it was. It was so long ago. Like, the first Rune Factory. And uh, I remember the combat. It it was kind of like... Yeah, it felt like Harvest Moon, but they dropped in some really basic combat just to change it up. And I thought it was pretty cool. You know, it wasn't, like, amazing, but I enjoyed it. You
2: know, it it added something to the Harvest Moon element. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you, you got the impression that combat was just, you know, another facet of this game and not something they were focusing on. Is that... Is the problem that they're still... Treating combat like just like an afterthought, even though it's obviously the big claim to fame for Rune Factory, it seems like, is that it's, you know, Harvest Moon with combat? No,
1: well, it's like they tried to make combat the focus, but they did a really bad job of it. Like, there's there's so much less focus on your actual farming, um, because like like Kim said, you have the different islands that you make your crops on. But instead of actually picking what to grow, you use a spirit wand where you you sow seeds, basically. And then depending on what monsters you have on that island, the crops will develop based on that.
2: And you have so, to feed like, your monster's cookies or they're not going to... And I you need cookies. to exploit one area well, of the game. If you're not exploiting, like you could ignore farming entirely. But then you have to focus on something like fishing because money is not going to come to you quickly in this game until right. you exploit a certain system.
1: So there's it. not there's not really any, there's no excitement to the farming or the fishing, really, because it's so basic, and then it's farming like, okay.
2: for me, started off very basic, and as I went on in the game, I kind of opened up a lot of the farming, and it's actually been a lot more fun than it was, because then I got, you know, all four of the islands and everything, but... I would say in the beginning, like everything seemed like it was very, you know, straightforward for the new player. But then all of a sudden there's like with and that's what the problem is with combat is it's so basic that they need to take something and add a dodge button or a block button because all you're basically doing is tapping the same button over and over you know, yeah, going there's no, through There's these... no
1: variance to the moves. You're just you, you have different weapons, but each weapon has the exact same attack pattern.
2: Yeah, or you could no put a root ability it on it, anything. but it doesn't make that big of a difference. So uh,
1: I, yeah, it I seems like if they're gonna oh sorry, go ahead, John.
3: No, I had a chance to play a little bit of it and it's frustrating when the closest thing that you have to dodge is if you jump while you're in the middle of an attack sequence, you go a little bit further. Like it's it's incredibly frustrating that that the combat is so simplistic and it's incredibly pattern based too like patterns are nice and they're good for bosses but having things be strictly based on patterns and if you step any little tiny bit outside that pattern you get totally destroyed that's just not fun
1: well not to so, yeah mention, the bosses you
2: like are Dark awful Souls. in this game Everything
1: has too much HP. All the enemies and all the bosses have too much HP. You're just mashing your attacks at them over and over, and there's no weight to your strikes. You feel like you're basically swinging around paper swords, at least I did.
2: And Um, you have to bring in like 30 potions into every battle just to survive because the bosses are so much... And here's the other thing. I tried leveling up to see if it makes a difference. Leveling up has no no factor in whether or not you're going to succeed. It's all, can you memorize a pattern? Can you stick to a pattern for about 25 minutes into a boss battle? Because that's about how long they take. And if you step outside that are like me, like I'll start to lose focus because I get antsy at the end of the battle. And then you just, you die if the sliver of life left. And then you're like, if I was only patient. So it's a game that requires a lot of patience. Um, Combat is not fun. The dungeons need to have, a little extra spice or something because they're very generic. They're very much just hit this, like, cause basically the strategy in rune factory is there's these little balls and you, you hit them because they'll keep um, spouting more enemies. Like if, if you don't, so you kill those first and then you go and you have to attack all the enemies, but it gets very, very, humdrum after a while because it's just all the same like there's nothing that makes the combat like the combat is really an issue and even more you can bring monsters into battle but here's the problem i brought my monsters in and they kept getting stuck in the environment and wouldn't follow me luckily there's like if there's a whistle to bring them straight to you but i shouldn't even have to use that like they should be following me as i walk and the monsters are not that's like really poor ai like they just don't they kind of just stand there and get hit anyways. They don't really help you out as much as they should. Monsters could be essentially useless where you don't even need to bring them into battle because they can sometimes... The only reason why I bring them into battle is because it takes some of the focus when you're in a boss off of you and they'll attack and kill off your monsters first. At
1: first, I didn't even realize that you could bring monsters with you because you could click on them and say, bring it with you, but I didn't really understand what they meant. I thought it just meant like take it to the island with you, which seemed to the pointless. Mainland. Yeah, exactly. But... Um, and then you have to re-add them into your party every time yeah. you go to a dungeon, which is annoying, and I just stopped doing it.
2: Well, and that's the thing. Like, I know one of my friends was playing, and she was very much. She didn't do anything with monsters because they just, you know, they didn't have any benefit for her. Like I said, for me, I was trying to like use all the systems possible to see how they stacked up. And you know, monsters have always been pretty useless in the series. So they either need to refine that. I know in Rune Factory Three they had it so you could bring villagers in to battle with you, and the same thing happened that was happening with monsters, where the villagers just aren't very smart for AI and they were dying off really quickly. They weren't really helping. And, you know, they took the villagers out of this one, but they kept the monsters, but didn't fix the whole monster system enough so it mattered.
1: Right. So so, so the combat's pretty boring, and we've established that. It can so be let's pretty frustrating,
2: to... too, yeah. What
1: what what frustrates me the most
3: about the combat is that they've made the combat a, a big bigger focus in this one, but they didn't make it any better. Mm-hmm it's It's like, oh, we're going to have this bit that is a bigger focus we want we want players to be more engaged. we want it to be more like a traditional j r p g and they don't make it any better. You know what it's fine if something is bad when it's a mini game or it's not a focus, it's something that you can ignore, but you can't ignore it here, and it sucks,
1: yeah it's just boring really. Um, So the exploration, I thought, okay, so the combat isn't that good, but maybe exploring will be fun, and I get to chart the ocean, and I get to ride on a big golem, and it's awesome. Not really. Um, you, You could, I mean, it would be a lot more fun if your golem didn't have, like, the worst stamina ever. You can get through a couple squares of the map before your golem is like, I can't go any further. And then you well, have to it gets the better day.
2: as you go on, but the problem with it is, too, like, in the beginning, your uh, Ymir isn't powered up enough, so he can't step through, like, a stream. You have to go around it, which takes off RP, or this water's too deep for him to go. And as you go on in the game, he gets upgrades that allow that to not be an issue, but in the beginning, it's really frustrating. On top of that, the uh, battles that he has in the sea are freaking awful, um, there's
1: there's one well actually there's two attacks you could punch or you could throw a rock which is incredibly ineffective yeah it's not super effective they're
2: clunky it's, it's clunky battles it does not just do massive damage survive.
1: nope and if there was a crab and i flipped it over i bet i wouldn't be able to attack its weak point for maximum damage
2: no you can't i tried that <laughs> <laughs>
1: what a shame so genji this is
0: not so we're saying that this is a little bit of a disappointment
2: This is a big disappointment. I mean, they were they were doing really good. Even like even festivals, which were so good in Rune Factory Three, have gone back to just being meh. Like there's good ideas for the festivals, they're just really boring. And then on festival days, you can't take on requests, and requests are kind of help, kind of give you something to do each day if you can't go and explore. But then requests requests end up repeating the game
1: anyway. Mm So. because you're you're trying to get through the different shrines there's four shrines at least as far as i know and to get to each one you have to take a request from a villager to find the key on another island or whatever so if you're not taking those requests you can't progress and the, you know the festival days are supposed to be a fun break but i've only i think i experienced two like a lantern festival I've, these festivals are supposed to be fun and i am not having fun I well, know there's damn ones it.
2: where I had to like beat sorry, up but your prints, enemies your which was one, or like these fake wooden things rather and then there was one that was a fashion show where they judged you based on your style for what you could craft. Um, oh, what was the other good one? There's a cooking contest one that I actually won like they're good ideas but here's the other thing crafting, fishing, um, cooking all have the same system in place. They're based on your level, there is a bar and there's a little sliver of blue in the bar. And if you hit in there, as it's going back and forth, you successfully craft the item or you catch a fish or whatever. The problem with that is that it's used for three different systems in the game. So then you start to get tired of trying to time when you have to press a button for every single system. Like if they would have done one, which was like press, you know, X square and this in like a certain sequence, like it would have been a break from just trying to get a bar where it needs to be yeah you know,
1: and if you saved. fail you lose your items which you don't lose
2: you don't lose the risk you don't lose anything for crafting but you, don't? you lose for fishing if you don't do it you don't catch a fish obviously and cooking you get a failed dish which cooking is really annoying because with a failed dish like you can't um does everyone die of salmonella no, you, you just, just can't sell it. <laughs> if you
0: fail in the game, you fail for real?
2: You essentially wasted all the items that you brought into it. Like, I had many times where I would miss, so then I'd have to—I'd just restart my game. I'd always save before I try to make the dish, and then if I didn't, I'd reload, but that well, that's gets-
1: what I meant, though. Like, you, you, if you cook something and you put the ingredients in and you fail, then you essentially lost those ingredients and you're stuck with nothing. You yeah, have given everyone food poisoning. I hope you feel good about yourself. You have died of dysentery. <laughs> the war in the North is the war against food poisoning.
0: <laughs> so uh, we're saying it sucks, huh? I'm, I wouldn't
1: say it sucks, but it's it's definitely like average or below average, which is way, way disappointing. And I thought it was going to be a lot better than that.
2: Yeah, I think fans are really are going to still enjoy it. Is it going to be as much as they enjoyed the last two? games in the series? I don't think so. But will they like allow it because they want to be playing a JRPG right now and they want to be playing a Rune Factory game? Yes, they're going to want to play it. But it's just it's a lot of wasted potential. It needs a lot of refining. Um, This one really for me even playing through it i had in my i wanted to excuse a lot of the you know the missteps because i love the series and then as i kept going on and on i was like you know what yesterday i threw my controller twice because of bad combat mechanics i've never done that ever in a game and anybody who's going into this new and goes into combat is going to get their ass kicked and they're going to hate it because it's really like all about memorizing a pattern and keeping on that pattern for you know minutes on end so you know even with the the villagers which i was looking forward to it's like no i was looking forward to playing as a girl and i hate the girl and i don't even want to pursue marrying one of her candidates i rather just play as aiden and marry one of the girls for him because at least he's got more selection and he's not as, as annoying as she is so
1: they're both pretty annoying though i have to say
2: and yeah, you know I think Aiden edges out as not being as annoying as she is, which is why I think I'm going down her route, but they're both pretty. So, you know so totally,
0: I... totally unrealistic because girls have such a better selection in real life. Yeah, seriously, I, I like how Kim is just basically saying that these guys aren't good enough for, her, or these girls aren't good enough for, her, <laughs> whatever. Mm. That, 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 this just got really <laughs> messed up. <laughs> I,
3: one thing that I, I actually just came to the realization of it is this is a game that Rob would love. It's got brutally difficult combat, and it's very pattern-based.
0: You know, actually, there's a game like that that I really enjoy. Yeah. What game is that? What game it's, is it? It's, it's called Dark Souls. Um, oh, my God. We've never talked about this game. Before. It's actually it's kind of like a modern Castlevania, only oh, if they really? didn't ruin it every time. Yeah. Hey, Did it's... you get to this boss in the game? Well, yeah, I did actually. Wait, which one? Oh,
2: <laughs> see. And Dark Souls has a frustration that's actually like gratifying when you finally beat a boss. This is just it's not even it's like, can I stay on a pattern?
0: Yeah, Can I've, never, I not... I've never smack-talked a game before until Dark Souls and Demon Souls, where I was just like, yeah, like, <laughs> cut, get some!
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I beat the boss, and I don't feel accomplished at all. I feel like, well, this just took a lot of time and effort that really it shouldn't have, because if they would put a block or a dodge, and Rob's going to yell at me because I want them to adopt— um, uh, battle system that's more smooth and refined, like Kingdom Hearts. Which mm-hmm. I know there's flaws there. I know, I know, Rob, but, not but, many, but too, if you too know all, how to, if, ex, let if you can, go. If
0: you can exploit,
2: if you can exploit dodge, if you can learn how to, you know, block at the right times, you're fine. This has none of that, and it's basically, you know, try to stay on a pattern and learn what the boss is going to do and attack when he's vulnerable and all that stuff. But it's just. I don't know. It just needs a little more, a little more work. Little
1: so basically, more. just go play Rune Factory 3 again. Or Xenoblade. Or Everybody should just Frontier, go play Xenoblade. Frontier, 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 Frontier
2: had faults with the Rooney system, but you know that one was actually a lot more enjoyable. had a better cast. like this, Or go play Animal Parade. I really liked Animal Parade. Animal
1: Parade's awesome. I love Animal Parade. I love Parade. animals. They're so much fun. They're so fun. You can hug them. I hate animals.
2: But you, you know play. what? You
1: have it's no soul. Really you have... I hate the dark soul it's true
2: enough dark souls hey hey hey! i'm getting on a jrpg tangent here i
0: like jrpgs so, well so what's the
2: so next? i'm getting on a good a good thing where like i have been trying like i get excited when new jrpgs come out and i was excited about tides of destiny because i like frontier and i you know and i go to play it and they're just they're really disappointing this generation i feel like i'm never going to have that attachment to JRPGs like I did in the PS2 era. I just feel like what I'm getting is not, not that good. Well, what is
0: the next big JRPG that we're all excited about? Is it Final Fantasy 13 2? I think
1: that it is. Um, yeah, we, that we, and we, Tales of Graces. Tales of Graces. Tales Events. of Innocence
2: are. Oh, yeah.
1: Aninokune. Kuni, yes. Hmm. Most death.
2: I
0: mean, I, I really want a good. JRPG right now. I keep saying it on the show. I really want to have a good at JRPG, and I'm just sitting here, you know, waiting. Getting ready to play Xenoblade. Well, I mean, Xenoblade hey, it's amazing. Or, or you could go back and fi- finish playing Shadow Hearts. Oh, that is true. I, I really need to finish that game. Yeah, I, I got so, uh, I got distracted by this. Uh, Stephen, have I told you about this game called Dark Souls? Really? Yeah, uh, it is so it's awesome. It's crazy. I'm playing that. <laughs> okay. I'm <laughs> all right do we break i'm not skype? hearing anything do we break skype I think... no we broke their brains i think i think john's rage broke skype <laughs> <laughs> he got so angry
2: no but like what is it that like they just like i mean there are good ones on the ds but i'm talking like console jrpg i want a good one i think
0: my my thing with it is is back in the day there were more limits to technology so you know I felt like you had to do creative things in games like you know random battles and stuff in order to you know approximate an experience but now that there's no limitation they're still working as though they have those limitations and you get all these artificial systems and weird little just quirks in so many of the JRPGs that come out as opposed to and I'm not saying I have the answer to what will make a great JRPG because you know you can still make a classically styled one that's a lot of fun but it's not necessarily innovation it's just a desire to make a game that isn't about tedium; it's about having fun. Mm-hmm. And I, feel I think like that's just of- it.
2: I want to have fun again when I play them, and it, like the same thing happened I, to me with *Archenemy 3. I, like
3: the the what's interesting is that I find that because they no longer have these artificial systems and they no longer require random encounters, that's why we're seeing many more hybrid RPGs. Because game developers now can can give RPG esque story in a non RPG way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's
2: what happened with Catherine.
0: I still want to play that.
2: Catherine Uh, was awesome for its dialogue and its story sequences. Like, I hated the puzzle gameplay, but they were able to still deliver. Like, that's something that the story and dialogue was something that I really play my JRPGs for I really I, liked and See I
0: I really I had a hard time with Catherine because I I didn't just get pissed off at the puzzle sections I was very furious at the storytelling because I I think for one for one thing was the story Furious George Yes, I was Furious George. No the story really goes to hell in like the last The
2: story two gets a little crazy as yeah, you go no, on. I'm not going to lie on, that, she... that all of a sudden it's yeah. like oh my god like psychopath right <laughs> all the way through but
0: But it wasn't just that it was also just the fact that it felt like I was watching a really long anime, which is kind of cool, but nothing was happening for about the first three quarters of it. See, that's so. So it was Catherine. like watching an anime. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, right, right about that. Unless yeah. that anime is Eureka is Seven, in which case, awesome things are happening the whole time. So, well, are we ready to go onto news as the disappointment washes over us and we just feel terrible about ourselves? <clears throat>
1: what
0: an okay, we have time. hope that
2: a few new uh, JRPGs are gonna maybe get there. The ones that we listed, we'll see.
0: Their uppance will come. The uppance. And now we move on to the news section where, yes. where young Stephen tells us about video game news. Please. Okay, well. Rob's um, favorite. I got a little bit of stuff pulled up here. There's a lot of re-releases and director's cuts we're talking about. Um, well, for starters, pretty recent. Uh, Heavy Rain's getting a director's cut. Um, Kill me. Which is great if you have good... But
2: isn't it not really a quote-unquote director's cut?
0: It's basically just a Game of the Year edition, although it comes with a soundtrack, which is cool. Actually, all right. Well, here, it comes with... It ships with the Taxidermist DLC, which was decent-ish. A 16-track soundtrack, uh, PS Move support, making of videos, uh, three PS3 dynamic themes, concept art, and some trailers. So Um, much is just a re-release. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty not much really just a, a re-
2: director's cut. Like, there's no, there's no added scenes or anything, right? They didn't add anything extra.
0: It doesn't seem to be. It yeah. um, basically it's just a Game of the Year edition. It comes with a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, this is all stuff that's accessible now. But I mean, the benefit is that it's only running for thirty bucks. So I mean, you're getting you know DLC oh, and, you know. So it if you and, things, man, It's some you, stuff. If you think you might enjoy Heavy Rain, you know, it's a, and you haven't played it yet, which it's been a while. So I don't know.
2: But, Rob's editor's know, choice,
0: those of us that have good taste, you know, can enjoy a new version of Heavy Rain and those of us with bad taste can ignore it. You know, I, I'm happy Heavy Rain exists. That makes sense. Yeah, it's good. No, for I'm, farms, I'm happy that exists. No, I'm, ne- I'm never going to be pissed off at a developer trying new things. I just you're you know, always mad at David Cage. I'm always mad at David Cage because I'm sorry. I think I I, I still want to know how Madison got out of that burning apartment. I still want to know. The, the, the refrigerator fell into the street. It didn't, though. It yes, did. well, it's it, better than a nuke hitting the refrigerator no, and her but not that's becoming the thing, No, no, no. John and I talked about this on the last podcast. No, that didn't happen. Yes, it did.
3: You <laughs> know, what? I don't want to hear it, Rob. I don't want to hear it.
2: Ah. Uh. No, Let's go it, on. Okay. Dark Souls heavy rain. This is too much. Ah.
0: Dark Souls? Dark Souls? That's a really awesome (laughs) game of All right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You all knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Okay. uh, Well, good news for people who like really awesome RPGs. uh, More Square Enix games are coming uh, to the PS1 Classics Collection. But Um,
3: the bad versions of them.
0: Uh Unfortunately, it's the not-so-awesome versions. Uh, We have... Uh, Chrono Cross, Final Fantasy VI, and Final Fantasy V, which How can you screw six Chrono Cross, <laughs> six and five are the PS1 classics versions that have like the super long load time. Well, actually, I don't think five had the super long load times, but six did. Um, that's actually the only version of six I've ever beaten is the PS1 version. So Ooh. that's interesting. Um, you know, and it's gonna run for probably the same price as it usually does, because um, it's the winter of RPGs, which is I'm guessing a throwback to when Chrono Cross was released.
1: They had the summer of RPGs. Yeah. Man, I, um, I, no, no. yeah. awesome. <laughs> I love that promotion. I had the bag and everything. That was
0: awesome. I love that promotion because it gave Chrono Cross, which is like, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, one of the best games ever and I'm better really than Chrono, whoa, Chrono Cross. Chrono Cross. Yeah, I'm going there. It, Chrono it Cross is incredible.
3: Whoa. It, it is great. Yeah. And it comes out on PSN Tuesday. Like, by the time you listen to this, it will be out. I didn't yeah. realize it so soon.
0: We all yeah. agree. Chrono mm-hmm. Cross is an absolutely fantastic game. I mean, I we, we, we need to have a Chrono Cross. Chrono <laughs> Kimberly podcast. was just going, whoa, whoa. I don't know if she agrees. <laughs> yeah what's wrong with the game it's final fantasy 8's combat system only it oh, works boy no, it's not well i mean in terms of like junctioning spells but also it's a combination of xenogears and final fantasy 8 i was gonna say it's a combination of the most awesome thing in the universe and the most awesome soundtrack in the universe but that works. you know too. what
3: i, um, I just want to go put fungi and push fungi it. <laughs> not...
2: you know I'm actually i'm gonna download it i think and replay it and I'll see I, how I feel. And I, it has a on it. And I'll play, and we can compare. I think I need to have because I played, uh, you know, the DS of Chrono Trigger. I think I need that, you know recent comparison so i can see
0: it's not it does, it does have problems like i mean it ends at some point and i mean you'll eventually run out of awesome endings to get well <laughs> oh, oh, i played, played
2: party, it so. way back i'm just it's not so fresh in my mind anymore i want to see if i'm clouded by nostalgia for a chrono trigger or what what's going on here so i will actually download it and i would say the
0: bigger the bigger problem is the whole like fact that you're running around with a space alien a voodoo doll and a giant mushroom it's I, a totally normal JRPG Normally cast, that's talking about. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that's pretty cool. normal for a JRPG, yeah? Normally that's a magical adventure through awesome, but, uh, yeah. Dude, Fungi is awesome. All of his moves are awesome. It's such All a... All right, you know what? I'm so I'm happy gonna, f- I'm going to start frothing at the mouth if we keep talking about it. i going to have to move on to something else. But, yes, everybody, you can play it on your PSP and the PS3. Go buy yeah, it. But, Maybe but, they'll make a new one.
3: That's what I'm excited about, is that I own the PS1 version of Chrono Cross, and it's sitting right over there. I can see it. I really just want this on PSN so I can play it on the PSP.
0: Correct Mundo. Cool, cool. Uh, Moving on, we have another uh, re-release, the Fallout New Vegas Ultimate Edition, which um, is, again, basically the Game of the Year edition. It comes with tons of DLC. It comes with uh, Dead Money, Honest Hearts, Old War Blues, Lonesome Road, and of course the original New Vegas, and the patch that made the game not broken. Uh, it also comes with uh, Courier Stash and Gunrunner's Arsenal, which I'm actually not familiar with.
3: So, those are the two tiny DLCs. Those have like weapons and crap in them, and uh, a couple. Are of
2: they like horse armor? So, okay. Sorry. Are they going to charge full price for this, or is this going to be, like, 29 99
3: No, it's going to be 50 which, honestly, at this point, you can get Fallout New Vegas for $20, and you can get the two DLCs that are worth anything for $10 each. Um, I, I was not a big fan of Dead Money at all, and Honest Hearts is kind of take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really up to you whether or not you want to get this or you'd rather just buy, you know, the 360 version or the PS3 version and a $20, you know, PlayStation Network or Xbox Live card.
0: What was the really good DLC? I forget. What was it oh, uh, Lonesome
3: Road? Oh, I, I liked Old World Blues a lot more. That than was that one.
0: the one that was the one. OK, OK. That was the one with the toaster, right? Yes,
2: John's Excellent. favorite. Excellent. Excellent. That was the, the one with the, is the best character in
0: that game. <laughs> but uh, that comes out on February seventh, twenty twelve, for you know the, the usual consoles. It
2: They're actually has the holiday season for that. That's
0: yeah,
3: like... that, that was what really surprised me. And yeah, he's absolutely it, it, right there.
0: And it actually has not yet been priced officially. It looks like.
3: oh, yeah, I, oh maybe I was wrong. I heard fifty, but I don't so, know. That, that wasn't in the know, press
0: release. I'm willing to bet it'll be something like 30. Cause I mean, that'd be a pretty good way to get people buying it, especially now that the game is, you know,
3: passed it would up. be
2: good. I don't think they're going to do it for 30 though. Right. If it's 30, it's, I I'd, I'd get it, but I right. don't
3: think if it's at 30, that's worth that because you get the two DLCs that are
0: more expensive.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Excellent. Okay. So, uh, sorry. Um, next, uh, Wakfu has a release date. Uh, that's the MMO, uh, from NKAMA games. Um, and I think, uh, published by square Enix, I think actually, um, and I admit I'm not terribly familiar with the game, but uh, it's been finally released for a full non-beta launch in uh, February 2012. Um, and it, it's going to be—it's I believe it's free to play, um, but there's also a monthly subscription. And yeah, so there's that. Anyone, you know?
3: Uh, I know that uh, someone played it for RPG fan. I think it was Bob that he enjoyed it. It's it's done by French developer Onkama. Uh, they did Dofus.
0: Which actually, we have some soundtrack reviews coming out for pretty soon. That's a good section, that soundtrack section. That is a good section, actually. I like that section. The people in that section are pretty rad. Pimp your wares elsewhere, boys. Oh, not on my damn show.
1: <laughs> the guy talking about
2: how many? Game how many, many shall not be named. Is Rob going to try on a this podcast? Game is shall guest. not be
1: named. Wait, what game is that?
2: <sighs> Guys, it got game. Let's just leave it where...
0: It's going to get game of the year when I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah. Boy,
2: game of the year. We're going to be fighting a lot.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, snap. Okay. Um, well, uh, next up, it's a little bit older, but uh, Dungeon Siege threes uh, uh, first, and maybe not only DLC is uh, available as of uh, October 25th. Um, it's a, it seems like it's a pretty substantial DLC, too, because it raises the level cap, gives you, a, you know, a whole new area to explore, some new attacks uh, and skills.
2: How'd that game um, sell?
0: Raises the level cap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people forgot about that game.
0: Yeah, it uh, it
2: it was perfectly
0: it, competent. It was, perfectly but it was forgettable, competent. wasn't it? It See, was, I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it a lot. I think I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than Rob. But, but it was definitely... Also, but you had a friend to play it with, and you weren't trying to play it on PC, where it's kind of hard to have <laughs> someone sit at a keyboard with you and play the damn game. <laughs> it seems like Obsidian's goal is to release DLC for their games way after they've been forgotten. And if you think about it, we're still talking about new Vegas now. And that came out you know, Last forever and a, yeah, yeah. a day ago. So, and, you know, if they do that with dungeon seeds, that's a pretty good way to keep the game at least being talked about, you know? Um, and we will have a review of that DLC fairly Yay. soon. Um, but that, uh, it raises, uh, the level cap to 35 new abilities, new enemies, new areas. You can respect your characters, uh, and interestingly, there's some sort of enchanting system now so you can uh, basically trick out your weapons and armor, which sounds totally cool to me.
3: Um, is it is it like Pimp My Ride, but for
0: weapons? Pimp My Weapons? Wheat. Transmute My Weapons?
3: Yo, Trans- Dog, oh. I heard you like fighting, so we could put weapons in your weapons so you can so fight when can... we fight.
0: <laughs> yeah. What the? Clearfeet <laughs> Prop is
3: not up and up on memes from three years ago. I'm it's sorry. still an awesome meme.
0: Yo, dog! I heard you look Facebook. Dude, I was in in grad school. So you could Facebook while you Facebook. I was in grad school, dude. I had no life. It's not a whole lot different from now, I know, but still. I'm looking forward to that. Yep. Uh, Last bit of news I have, Uh, a little older, but uh, Square Enix has been talking a lot about uh, the follow-up to Lord of Apocalypse, which was basically their take on Monster Hunter. Um, No, uh, uh, no, 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 Lord of Arcana was the original. Lord of Apocalypse is the new one. Uh, which they're—it seems like they're making quite a few changes to it. Uh, most notably, they're trying to make it a little more fast-paced um, and a little more fluid, um, yeah, or...
3: which it, it needed.
0: <laughs> yeah, you—you you actually played that, didn't you, John? Yeah, it was not
3: bad. It was just—it was just kind of there. It didn't like, offend him.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: it—it it, it was unspectacular but somewhat entertaining.
0: All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's about all I got. For There's today. not
3: much to say, really. Yeah, it, it's really, well, this is kind of like Monster Hunter.
0: But it has uh, a lot of, if I recall, it had a lot of different artists, um, like popular yeah. Square Enix artists and a couple of composers doing the music. So that, I mean,
3: but the game still looked awful, so.
0: <laughs> I, play, I remember when I played that back at the Tokyo Game Show. That was so long ago. Yes.
2: Memories. Ooh. Memories.
0: I'm not, not going to be allowed to do news again. I know. Yeah.
2: No, he did a good job.
0: Hey you, failed you did fine. Why
1: are you doing it anyway, though? I usually do that. <laughs> we, need <to> give, <laughs> we need to give Steven something to do. <laughs>
0: we're edging you out of something to do.
2: Well,
1: all right, never mind. <laughs> you were
0: going to make a Dark Souls joke.
2: Right? Yes, he was. Uh,
0: I, uh, I don't, I don't want to make him angry. Uh, so do we have any other news to talk about? Oh, Serious Sam, uh, the random
3: encounter is out. Can we get them for copyright? Oh, my God. Copyright.
0: (laughs) What?
2: They took our name. Random Encounter. They took our
0: jobs. (laughs) 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 They
2: took them noobs.
0: Apparently Rob is up on South Park memes from quite a few years ago. (laughs) They took them noobs. Bro. 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 Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, bro? bro. Hey, bro. Hey, bro, did you play Dark Souls? I think we're done. <laughs> I think we've gotten a little silly. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us on this podcast. We obviously have a lot of Sky stuff to talk about in the month of November. We have Skyrim and Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. So looking forward to playing those two games. Uh, anything else coming out of significant value? I can't think of anything no, else. No, and
2: I should have a Tides review coming soon where they will find the full verdict on the The full
0: game. pain and blood and whatnot. Kim threw her pee.
2: Well. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yo, dog, I heard you like functions, so we put a function
0: in your function so you can derive what you derive. <laughs> John, you ruined me. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to Random Encounter. For myself, for Stephen, mm-hmm. the man of many giggles, for John, for Kim, and for Derek, thank you very much for listening. Make sure to... Uh, subscribe to the RSS feed or through iTunes and send us email. We love to get email. We love email. We like to hear from you guys. Hey, I'm Nathan Drake. Metal Gear Solid.
1: Do you have a taste for an adventurous footlong?
0: Oh my
1: god.